Hi, this is Cameron Latham. And I'm Michael Krause. And this is the I Love Louisville Living Show. Not too spicy. I'll have that with goat cheese. Compliments to the chef. How's the chicken primavera? Now is that a seasonal item? Easy on the goat cheese, buddy. Soup of the day for me. Sailing off in the middle of the night. Heading different directions, both very bright. You must go east, and I to the west. May our journey be full of love and sweet zest. That is a poem that Cameron and I wrote in dedication to Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. Welcome back to the I Love Louisville Living Show. We have a very, very confusing episode for you tonight. Cameron, start them off. Well, um, we will be doing our first ever, ever double header episode where we do a review of two whole restaurants in only one episode. So... That'll be a new experience, and also we have some uh, we have some bad news for you guys. Uh, you might want to sit down if you're uh, working on a power machine or if you uh, are prone to fainting. So uh, just bear with us, and uh, God bless you. First of all, we want to tell you that no, no one you know is hurt or injured. It's not anything like that. And we want we want you to know it's not your fault. Yeah, it's not your fault. You know, sometimes in life there are situations that are out of some people's control and they just bail on you in life and they leave you behind for selfish pursuits. That's very right. And um, sometimes there used to be a flame and... uh, like we spoke about it in our last episode, it is extinguished because uh, it's not very exciting for one person and the other person uh, really is not uh, carrying their weight in the pact. So, What the heck is that supposed to mean? Um, I think you know what it means, Michael, but uh, we don't need to do this in front of the kids. No, I know what you're saying over here and you better give it to me st- straight up. Um, well, I guess we should just go ahead and tell you, uh, this is our farewell episode. Uh, we will be going on an extended hiatus. Uh, it's all done, everyone. It's all done. I think it's a goodbye forever. Uh, Louisville, um, it has been great serving you, but, uh, the forces that be are, uh, tearing, tearing us apart. Yeah. The universe threw us a real curveball with this one. So thanks a lot, universe, but whatever, we'll deal with it. Um, but yeah, Cameron's deciding to leave this show to go work on computers out in another city in Kentucky. He's turning his back on Louisville. He's turning his back on all the That's restaurants. That's not true. That's and not most true. of all, he's turning his back on Louisville Mayor Greg Fisher. Oh, you're right about one of those things, I tell you. Yeah. By the way, Mayor Fisher... We're still huge fans of you. You're the nicest guy we've ever met, yada, yada, yada. But seriously, 
we need to talk about these keys. I can understand if you don't want to get rid of them now, but please sit down and talk with us about it. We really need those. Yeah, um, I was going to town hall last night, and I had to call Congressman Twitty, and he had to come down and let me in. And if I had a key, I could just walk in, and it would be a lot easier on everyone. Yeah. We're helping you out because we're getting out to people all across the Internet the greatness of Louisville's dining scene. You know what that does for tourism? That You know what that does for the economy of this city? It ramps it up. So we're actually helping you out. We're not just a two, just two random guys trying restaurants. We actually bring money to the city of Louisville by getting its name out there. So we feel like it's the least that we can do. And you know, that's how I just have to put it. If, if we can bring you all this commerce, I feel like just the bare minimum, just give us the damn keys. Yes, Mayor Fisher, this may be our very last episode, so please give us those keys. You have if, one chance to make yeah, this right. If you do not give us those keys, I will not vote for you. I will not register at all to vote, and I will not. Vote, I especially won't vote for you. Well said, Michael. Yeah, I'm not even registered to vote, but I thought about registering to vote because I thought I'd get these damn keys out of it. Alright Cameron, well since it's a double episode today, we have to revisit two weeks ago when we visited Cafe Lulu Restaurant on Shelbyville Road in the greater St. Matthews area. Cameron had never eaten here before, I'd only eaten there once, but it is hands down my favorite restaurant in the city of Louisville. Cameron, had you heard anything about this place before we actually went? Um, Mike, I hadn't heard a single thing until uh, you told me about it. Yeah, that's because Louisville has a lot of hidden gems. And, you know, you just have to spread the good word about places like these. Yeah, that's true. You, you really do have to rely on word of mouth. And that's why we walk the streets and we talk to the people. We get the pulse and we say, what did you eat for lunch, little kid? <laughs> I, say, I say, hey, my man. What did you have for lunch today? What's the best restaurant you've been to lately? Ah, cool. You know, just shoot the breeze of the people of Louisville, get some information from them about some cool places around town. And at first, they're like, no thanks, I don't feel like taking a survey. And I say, you know what, it's it's not about taking a survey. It's about... I, I get the sentiment, Mike. Okay, I get the cool. <laughs> what, what I like to do is I... I walk up to a gentleman with a $5 bill impressed on the inside of my hand and I shake his hand and I whisper in his ear and I slip the bill into it and I say, where are you eating these days? (laughs) And that's how I get my like pertinent uh, restaurant news because you can't trust the internet. It's a place of trolls and lies and uh, food is about truth and it's about honesty and it's about mankind. Yeah, you're right, because whenever you go on the internet to get certain reviews, I feel like it kind of takes away from, you know, you forming your own opinion on the experience in the restaurant. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, it's like the reviewer is like feeling entitled to a great experience or else he's going to burn them. And it's like, no, the people on the street. Yeah. The people on the street, Michael. No, I agree. I just think, I think sometimes before you try a restaurant or you go see a movie or whatever you do, you shouldn't look at any reviews 
just go and form your own opinion around it. If everyone says it sucks, but you liked it, so what? That's that's very true. That's very true. Yeah, and it's the same with food. What, what's a movie that you like that everyone said sucked? Uh, I like that Snow Day movie. I'm not familiar with that one. It was a Nickelodeon movie. I was talking about real movies, but okay. It was a real movie. What movie sucks that... I used to like, or yeah, one that a lot of people don't like, but I liked. I thought Tokyo Drift was a good movie. That's very interesting. Tokyo Drift. I thought it was a good movie. I saw it and I liked it. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Now, you don't think it's because of the uh, the southern accent, do you? No, it was because Lil Bow Wow was in it. Uh, yeah, Lil Bow Wow. He had whatever you needed. Yeah, he was awesome in that movie. Great performance. Didn't he have like uh, small TVs and uh, laptops and iPods? I think so. I think so. Good times with Lil Bow Wow. Lil Bow Wow, we commend you for all that you've done for the rap game. Shout out to Lil Bow. If you're ever in the greater Louisville area, um, feel free to hit up Michael or I. Um, chances are I will not be in town, but. Uh, Still, just give me a call. We'll talk. Uh, I'll, I'll connect you with uh, Michael. Yeah, that would be awesome because we're really big fans of yours. And uh, if you ever wanted to come down and discuss industry, anything else like that, we're huge fans. We'd love to take you out to dinner. We'd love to show you some cool spots around town. And, uh, yeah, I think it could be a really beneficial business relationship. And also, I, I feel bad for you because I, I believe recently um, you took a picture saying that you were flying on a private plane and then it was uh, revealed on Twitter that you were flying uh, just a normal economy ticket and uh, they did what the kids call roasting upon you and I I don't think that's right. Um, I think you should be able to pretend like you're flying in whatever plane you want to. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, especially in the Instagram game. You know, if you don't feel like spending that money, but you want to get likes on your photos, I think he's probably smarter than that. Do you think so? Than what? Than actually, like, doing that. I don't think it was, like... He was probably just trying to take a picture that he thought no one would question. I'm pretty sure he said something about a private plane. He was probably just trying to put something online to, like, look cool. Well... I think he was playing pretend, and I think more adults need to uh, be comfortable with playing pretend because it's it's fun sometimes to pretend like you uh, you're a rocket man going into outer space to fight the asteroid. Yeah, I get like that too. Whenever I go on planes, I like to say to myself, "Prepare for liftoff." Yeah, yeah. Do you ever say that before the plane, right before it like takes off of the runway? Say, "Prepare for liftoff." Um, no, usually I take about uh, five Ambien's right as soon as I get on the plane, and uh, it helps calm the demons that uh, sometimes arise when I'm in a, a cabin ten thousand feet in the air with a large group of people. Well, next, well, next time you fly with me, we'll have a good time, dude. We'll sit right at the front when the plane's taken off. We'll say, "Prepare for liftoff." It's really fun, and it gets everyone around you involved to where you can make 
your flight to city to city more like um, a space mission. It makes it fun for everyone around you. Wow, that really does sound like fun. Um, I do like a space mission, so we'll have to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's really fun. So if you, if we ever fly together, we'll totally do it, dude. Yes, yes, but we, we've gotten off on a tangent. Uh, we are talking about Cafe Lulu. Yes, yes, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, restaurant in Louisville. This place is absolutely amazing. They have different types of, you know normal dishes that anyone else would have but they fuse different flavors and ingredients together and it is out of this world that's true michael they uh they did have a lot of interesting options and i was really uh it was hard to pick because there's so many just completely disparate uh, types of food and you're like well that sounds good but i also like this and we'll actually talk more about uh things like this how to pick um how to pick what you're going to order in a segment later called uh, Just the Tips, where we give you tips for uh, budding restaurateurs. Yeah, it's going to be a really, really fun segment. But let's get to the old task at hand. So, we walk into the restaurant. I'm greeted with the... No, f- no, no. Hold on. What? You should mention our friends Maddie and Chep who accompanied us. Okay, sorry, that's, sorry. That's just rude, Michael. Our best friends Maddie and Chep came along. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for taking us. It was a fun night full of laughs and camaraderie. Amen. Yes, amen. So, all right, all right. So we walk into the restaurant. I'm greeted with this feeling of... Probably if I had some Italian roots in me, you just get this feeling when you walk into a room that you're amongst friends. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so that's how I felt when I walk in there. It's amazing. So we went and sat down. We got this huge booth, and we ordered our drinks. Cameron, what did you get to drink? I don't even freaking remember, Michael. I think I just had water and maybe a iced tea. Okay, I think I remember you having that as well. But I had, I got the biggest mug out of everyone in the restaurant. You did have a big old mug. What was in that again? It was Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. I had the biggest cup in the restaurant, and everyone knew that I was the king in there. Yeah, it was like, uh, it was your palace, and you said, make everyone's cups a lot smaller than mine, (laughs) so everyone knows that I'm the big boy boss man. Yeah, I did call up and tell them that ahead of time, so they had it ready for me. It's all good. I wish there were a few more ladies in there to see it, but hey, you can't strike gold all the time. That's true. That's true. But yeah, so we ordered our appetizers, and I got this, the lettuce and chicken wraps, and oh my gosh, Louisville, are you listening to me? Because it was one of the best appetizers I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You know, you didn't share very much of that appetizer, <laughs> Michael. Yes, I did. I told you guys you could have as much as, much as you want. It was a hollow gesture, I understand. <laughs> what are you talking about? I got it for everybody. Okay, well, yeah. All right, you did. Yeah, see? <laughs> I was wondering why you guys weren't asking me for more. <laughs> um, 
I actually wasn't that hungry. I had eaten uh, a late lunch, so I did not get an appetizer, but I did um, partake in both Maddie and Shep's appetizer and yours uh, a little bit, and they were pretty good. What did they get again? They got uh, different kinds of hummus? Yeah, yeah. They got hummus with different types of, uh, was that pita bread? Is that what that is? I believe it's pita bread, but yes. Okay. They got some of that, and they had three different types of hummuses. And I'm not a hummus guy myself, but these hummus uh, dishes are absolutely insane. Yeah, they're delicious. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um... So let's get to what we had for our um, our appetizers. Mike has just uh, sprayed seltzer water all over himself. I didn't know that it would do that. <laughs> um, all right. For my main dish, I had um, oysters and brown sauce on grits. I don't remember what it was called, but it was pretty good. It was... Uh, had... The, the nice taste of oysters. There's some crawdads in there. I'm usually not a big grits guy, but it mixed well with the seafood. And um, from what I remember, it was pretty dang tasty. Yeah, it looked tasty. I was like, when I saw your dish, I was like, wow. I feel like I'm born on the bayou. Yeah, I, I was uh, thinking about the boys being back in town a lot. Every bite I took with an oyster in it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like to uh, pretend like the boys are back in town. Does that guitar riff pop into your head when you're on your way to go see your friends? Yeah, and I pretend like my car a big Harley Davidson motorcycle. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I don't wear a helmet when I drive my <laughs> motorcycle. Cameron, you gotta wear a helmet, dude. Nope. Only my long ponytail flying in the wind. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think that I like to pretend that I'm riding um, like a cool motorcycle too. Hmm. That's pretty (laughs) derivative, Michael. I feel like I'm riding a motorcycle and I just have a smile from ear to ear because I'm going to see the boys and they're back in town. You know what? Now that I I can't fault you, I think it's just natural. It's the way that men are hardwired to think. Yeah, yeah. That's because you're all brainwashed. You know, just an aside, the story of the boys being back in town, it seems like they're kind of jerks, you know? What? I forget the premise of the song. He talks about times when they're younger, and it sounds like they're kind of just, uh, uh, I don't want to use any, uh, bad language, but, uh, they were not, uh, they were, um... What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> You've got to know. I, I mean... They sounded kind of like, uh, D-bags. Really? Not very nice guys? Yeah, they talk about pulling pranks on people and <laughs> running around and trying to, uh, skirt the law. Yeah, they don't sound like very good kids. I, they're the kind of kids that, as a grown-up, I walk on the other side of the sidewalk when I see them coming. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, I would say, hey, boys, you need to cool it. Yeah, I don't trust teenage boys in a pack. But I guess it's, it's only fun when you're the one that's doing it, so I understand uh, 
Yeah, I understand. Be excited where... that the boys are back in town. Yeah, I understand where they're coming from. But... And maybe they've matured and they're not. Uh, they've changed their ways. They've seen the air of their youth and they're responsible adults, but they still have a fond recollection for the uh, the days of yore when they were more reckless and uh, less thoughtful about other people's feelings. <laughs> But that was what I had. What did you have, Mike? <laughs> oh my gosh. I had the lasagna pizza. Yes, you heard right. A lasagna pizza. That looked really good. It was amazing. You know, I've always wanted to visit the country of Italy, and sometimes I just tell myself that I've already visited Italy in my heart. Yeah, and I think since you don't like that kind of person really very much, like you're not a fan of those people, that it's better that you don't go over there and you just pretend like you have visited it um, because I think that could go poorly. Yeah. Oh my God. All right, we're back, and it's time to rate Cafe Lulu. Cameron, start off with your ranking. Well, Cafe Lulu was um, a nice place. Uh, I like the big sports TVs. Uh, there's a good drink selection, uh, though I did not partake. I do appreciate that. Um, my food was really tasty. It was really different. It was like uh, eating the sea in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, so overall, oh, I will say, I did have difficulty finding the restroom at this establishment, and I opened a closet, and then a, a loud, rude woman said, bathroom's over there, and she pointed very hard, and I took offense to it, but I did appreciate the information. But so, um, I will not take off for that. I, I just, I wish there was an easier way to find the bathroom. Um, so, all in all, great experience. I'm going to give Club Lulu. Cafe Lulu. Club Lulu. It's Cafe Lulu. This is my review, Mike. And we you play... can't call the restaurant a different name other than what it is. You can't make up names like that. We play by my rules on my review. Fine! <laughs> Club Lulu will receive 4.2 Michelin stars. Great rating. Great rating. All right, so now I'm going to give a review of Club Lulu. Wow, Club Lulu. Just kidding. It's called Cafe Lulu, Cameron. We're playing by my rules now. That's fair. All right, all right. I figure I'd get much more pushback than that. No, no, it's it's your world. Um, you manifest your reality as you see fit. Wow. I really do, don't I? That's the power of the mind. But let me tell you about my lasagna pizza. When, you know, when the Italians say, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. That's how I felt. When the, when the waiter placed the pizza right in front of me, I was dancing among the stars. And let me tell you, the pizza was amazing. The different types of cheeses that was on there, it had meatballs that were cut, like sausages are cut, put on top of there endless cheese i was living in an italian dream for my ranking of cafe lulu i'm gonna give it 
4.9 Michelin stars. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's my favorite restaurant, but you always have to re- leave room for perfection. All right, so let's uh, go to the tabulation device and uh, see where Club Lulu lands among the stars. Yes, let's calculate the score, rev up the adding machine. It's go time. Now, Michael, do you remember what restaurant has the king of all Louisville title right now? It's Ramsey's Cafe of the World. And I think they have 4.45 or 4.5. One of those. All right. Well, it looks like they're dethroned as the number one king of the restaurant ring in Louisville. With a new rating of 4.55, Club Lulu is the new best restaurant. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Cafe Lulu, you are number one. We cannot believe it. We are beside ourselves. Give it up for yourself. I knew this was going to be the number one. I It had to be. So give it up for yourself. Yeah, pat yourself on the back for just a minute. But keep on bringing out that delicious food. Definitely, definitely. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, since that night, we went to two weeks exactly i believe we went to which was tonight to a new restaurant cameron tell him how you heard about this place and tell him whose name you told the restaurant you were well hold on one moment i think we want to we want to hit our first new segment before we get into this right oh it's time for just the tips just the tip just the tip now this segment of Just the Tip is where we're going to uh, inform you about uh, proper tipping etiquette and um, how you should tip your servers at a dining establishment. Yes, this is a very interesting, lucrative, and fun segment of the show. You know, when you go out to restaurants, you know, it can be a little daunting. There are different types of restaurants. There are different, you know, unwritten rules of how to act it in that certain restaurant, the etiquette, the technique. And we're here to give you some tips on that as well so you'll know how to navigate your restaurant experience. And tipping also kind of varies person to person. Some people think of differently about it. Like, personally, I like to tip around uh, 50%. Mike likes to hang around uh, 8 or 9%. No, I don't. <laughs> No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can talk about that off air. All right. Leave my finances out of this, Cameron. Fair enough, fair enough. You know it's been rough with Vicky and I lately, and you had to bring that in there. I know, I know. you got to save up to get that divorce lawyer to make sure she doesn't get a a single thing, is what you've been telling me. Vicky is not thoughtful of other people's feelings. She is a psychopath. Kind of. Okay, and that wraps up just the tip. <laughs> All right, we're back from just the tip. I always love that segment of the show. It really has become a, a cult classic among fans of the I Love Louisville Living show. Yeah, it's a really fun time, and it's great to give people knowledge that they may not know about. 
Yeah, you don't want people walking around uninformed and so to, to fight that, we are uh, giving you our extensive knowledge of operating in and around the restaurant world. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So, Cameron and I went to a very special restaurant tonight. It was called Anoush. It's located off Brownsboro Road, right next to the highway. It was amazing. We got out of the car, and I looked across the vast highway on the sunny day, and I was like, wow, today is beautiful outside. That's right, Michael. It was, it was a hot day, it was a good day, and it was a tasty day. So Tasty um, day indeed. <clears throat> so we went to Anoush, and I had just recently heard about this from a, a boss of mine, and he told me, you, you got to go to Anoush. And I said, you know what? You just might do that. And we did. And uh, it, was, it was a fancier restaurant than we usually uh, frequent, but we wanted to do it right for this final forever uh, death-ending podcast. So um, we decided, you know what? We'll fork up the big bucks for a delicious meal and a superb dining experience. Yeah, yeah. It's sometimes you got to treat yourself when you go out. Cameron keeps saying that this is the end podcast, but I don't think that it is. I'm not taking this very well, Louisville. I, I know it's hard on you. I know uh, between Vicky and this podcast, you feel like your life's falling. To I have no one now. I have absolutely no one. I told you, you can call me between 5.30 and 6 anytime, and I'll <laughs> talk to you for at least 15 minutes, unless I'm busy. And uh, it does not seem to make you feel any better. All of my other friends and my mom and dad talk to people on the phone for an hour. Why do I only get 30 minutes? Uh, I said 15 minutes. There's a window of 30 Why do minutes. I only get 15 minutes? I should get an hour. Uh, yeah, you know, people who who um, mess with my Shrek memorabilia really don't get uh, as much time a day as people who don't, so. Oh, that's pretty funny. You want to tell me about the, that signature that's on there? You want to tell, tell the listeners what you told me tonight at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, well, I wanted this to be a clean split. Um, as we may never see each other again, I didn't want to keep anything... Uh, on the table. Tell him who signed it. I, I forged Michael Myers' signature on the Shrek uh, sweater to impress my friends at the Shrek Con, and I'm, that's something I'm not proud of. Uh, it's not something that I would do again if I could go back, but it's something I did, and it's something I have to live with. Well, since you put it that way, I can't fault you, but. You should never lie about who signed certain mem- memorabilia. I've heard that it's very bad for, um, you know, for your reputation at other conventions that you go to in the future because there will be other people who see you there and will notice you. Yeah, I'm really taking a hit by uh, letting you guys know this. I'm sure a lot of my Shrek fans, the the Shrekers, we like to call ourselves, uh, I'm sure they'll hear this and they'll think less of me, but it's something I need to do to cleanse my conscience and uh, be able to sleep at night. But uh, I did kind of get you back for shrinking the old Shrek sweater. You, you want to tell them about it, Mike? This, uh, this harkens back to last weekend. Oh, yeah. I remember this. I was tricked into buying a mini baseball hat 
like the batters wear when they go up to face the pitcher in baseball. Cameron, we walked in there and we both agreed on buying these tiny hats. I walked in there, we walked in there. It was rather crowded and I was freaking out. Yeah, you were, you were. And uh, you tried to you tried to back out of the hats, and I said, "No, Mike, we're both behind these hats. We're gonna take a picture together. It's gonna be the thumbnail for our podcast." Yeah, and that's what that's what you promised. And so I said, "Fine, I'll buy one of the hats." And I got the hat, and then we walked out of the restaurant, and Cameron didn't have one of the hats. Yeah, I, I had to punish Mike for both his transgressions with my Shrek sweater, and also for trying to back out of buying the hats. And I just had to uh, teach him a little lesson, uh, take him down a peg, uh, you know, just just really cut into him. Yeah, I was not impressed with that move, Cameron. Not impressed. <laughs> so now I have this small baseball hat that I literally have no use for at all. What, what are you doing with your uh, tiny plastic baseball hat these days? I wear it on my way to work, but then I take it off when I'm about to go into work. Well, now I don't even feel bad. It seems like you enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I like wearing that little hat when I drive to work. I think it's fun. I think it. some people look at it and it really brightens their day, and I'm glad that I can uh, help out with that. They look over while they're driving. They're at a stoplight. They say, hey, that guy's got a little hat on. That's pretty funny. You know, I feel like we both uh, come out on top in this situation. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know how some people, um, like, feed the homeless or, like, you know, go to Haiti or something like that. That's how I feel like I'm giving back to the world is by, you know, giving people a pleasant chuckle on their way to work. Yeah, yeah, I see that. It's like how some people like to spank people and think they're causing them pain, but secretly some people are like, I don't mind this that much at all. And uh, it works out for both parties. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like the yin and the yang of the universe. What you give out is what you get back and ever since i've started wearing this tiny hat um when i've been driving to work uh it's brought me numerous things it's i feel like whenever i'm around other motorists i'm always getting the courtesy call and i absolutely love it didn't you meet your uh, new girlfriend while you were wearing this hat yeah i actually met my new girlfriend well, I can't call her that until the divorce with Vicky is fine. But I actually wore my hat outside of the car. I was walking down the street. I had my little hat on. And uh, this really good-looking girl, she's maybe like a year younger than me. She's like, oh, my gosh, like that hat is really cool and funny. And I told her that I was like, thank you very much. Um, hey, would you like to go on a date sometime? And she said, yeah, I'd love to. And so we went on a date. Um, we ate food, we really hit it off, and it's been great ever since. That's beautiful, and I'm glad that uh, my Loki, Joker-like uh, deceptions and trickery have uh, actually brought about a good change in your life. Yeah, yeah, it's really been a blessing in disguise. It really is all about where you focus your attention. You see, everything has a neutral meaning, so okay, it's whatever Okay, so let's get to the review to of uh, Anoush. <laughs> Fine! I can't explain anything around here. Nope. Leaving the show and calling the shots. I guess you really can have your cake and eat it too around here. <laughs> Sometimes you just know when you're cool. You think you're in with that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, fine. <laughs> okay. So we went to Anoush. We walk in. We're greeted by this lovely hostess there. And Cameron didn't know, know at first like what he had reserved the table under. Yeah, um, we're actually going to address this more in just the tip part two, a blossoming restaurateur's guide to um, working in the art of getting food. But um, yeah, whenever I make a reservation, I always use a alias because you don't want them to come and unroll the red carpet. You want to get the authentic experience and you want them to treat you like any old average Joe six-pack uh, plumber man. <laughs> and that's how you really gauge a restaurant. So we'll, we'll get into that more in just the tip part two, a restaurateur's, a blossoming restaurateur's guide. Um, but yeah, I couldn't remember. I knew the first name was Steven, but I couldn't remember the last name. Steven Woodbeck? Um, Woodorf? No. Uh, what was it? Steven. Steven Rootworth. Steven Rootworth. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to make it kind of funny, but uh, in retrospect, it's not very funny at all. But I didn't want to make it uh, too funny, lest they think we tricksters and cancel our reservation. Yeah, that's a smart move. And. Uh, when I heard you tell that to the lady, I was cracking up. Because I'm like, this guy's name isn't Steven Rootworth. How are we going to sit down? And I also, I gave them your phone number, Michael. <laughs> well, awesome. I hope that he, that really cute um, hostess girl sees it and was like, wow. That guy was probably the coolest guy I've ever seen. So you're trying to not only lead along your estranged wife, but also your new girlfriend with this hostess. I can't control myself. I've been a real tomcat lately. I'm sorry, ladies. Yeah, well, that's something we all have to work on. Uh, we all have to work on our our issues, and uh, we have to try and, uh, you know, just become the best version of ourselves that we can. And for some people, it's very hard. You know when sometimes you feel like you've really developed... Um, a strong moral compass and then you marry someone like Vicky and she completely shatters all of it and you don't care about anyone else's feelings right you go off the rails completely into the black abyss of uh, hatred for yourself and others yes yes it's absolutely amazing That's what a divorce will do to a man That's how I felt when something happened to an article of clothing that I care greatly about Oh, so you think your Shrek sweater is more important than the financial and emotional pain that my ex-wife, Vicky, is causing me? I mean, in my reality, some things take precedent over others, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that we're both down in the dumps. I'm glad we're both so, so sad that we can totally relate to each other on my divorce and your sweater. It's it's almost like in the movie Dumb and Dumber when they are out of gas for their mini bike and they're sitting uh, freezing 
and um, Lloyd tells Harry that he has an extra pair of gloves and they break down, they, they hit rock bottom, but then that brings them closer together because um, I guess it's kind of funny. I don't know why it brings them closer together. Probably because the camaraderie that had been lost before. You know what? I never thought about it like that. It's insane what another perspective will do to your perspective. You ever think about that? Not often. Fine. All right, all right. What are we talking about? Anoush. Anoush. Okay. So we sit down. We're kind of in the corner of this place, which wasn't ideal, but whatever. We're looking around at the decor. Pretty nice, pretty nice. It's a little bit bland. I do like that they had an open kitchen, though. I think yeah. that's always cool because, you know, they're not doing anything shady in that open kitchen. <laughs> I can see them, and I see, say, put your glove on before you touch my broccoli. And I don't even have to tell them because they're like, yeah, I know, he can see me. He's looking at me right now. He's looking very intently. Yeah, I like how you can see him, too, because, you know, I don't like people touching my food. Actually, I don't really care at all. All right. So moving forward from there, the, the aesthetics are not uh, not the greatest, but they're okay. It's like... It's like if your uncle bought a Chuck E. Cheese and he made it into a very fancy restaurant, but you could still see the remnants of Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it looked like a wealthy person's basement combined with his friend's. Maybe four of his other friends' basements. So they smashed all their basements into one large basement. Yeah, yeah. Like they 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 make a lot of money in their day job. They have cool basements, but it, this restaurant looked inside like so it was, it's like disjointed basements. Yeah, yeah. And there's different themes going on. Like it's kind of similar. It's kind of not. Like that's a very that's a very um, perceptive and inventive way to describe it. And cool. I, I give that uh, that thought uh, four point five. Michelin stars. Oh, yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. But, yeah, so we get there. We look at the menu. Um, the menu, everything looks very good. Um, like I said, it's a, a, a fancier restaurant, so the prices reflect that. But we're not here on this earth to hoard our money in the caves and like dragons we are we're here to enjoy it so sometimes you got to go eat at a fancy restaurant and pretend like you're bill and melinda gates yeah we really threw down tonight we felt like high rollers about to walk in and throw all of our money down at the bellagio it was insane cameron and i walked into this place sat down and said give me something expensive we really put on the ritz tonight that we did um, since this is the final last episode ever, um, I thought what better way to close it out than a classic New York strip. So I got a New York strip with, um, it had, uh, some fingerling potatoes, which I noticed look, uh, very similar to bush potatoes. And I, I wonder if our friend Matt had a hand in, uh, crafting these tiny potatoes. Well, we're so good. 
Yeah, Matt, if if you made these potatoes with your bush technology, please call into the show and let us know how you did it. Yes, uh, please feel free to call in live. Uh, the lines are open, and we will take uh, we will take your call. Please call us at one eight hundred I love Louisville. Yes, and okay, so there was the New York Strip. There was the potatoes, and it was served on a bed of chutney, which I guess is corn and onions and um, okra, and it was very flavorful and had a nice brown liquid on top of all of it. That chutney looked absolutely amazing. And, and now that I've called it chutney, I'm not sure that that's what it actually is called, but I, at this point it's too, too late to go back, so uh, we will be referring to it as chutney. Okay. English chutney is something that every man should try before the age of 20, 28. Yes, I agree. So... That was what I had. I had that and a cup of water and a cup of iced tea. Oh, but before we get to what you had, Mike, there was also some very fine bread that they brought out to us. Yes. The, Tell them about the, it. The bread was absolutely amazing. It was one strip of bread, and it had pesto sauce on it, and then it had gorgonzola cheese on the side. Oh my gosh. I was on cloud nine after this this bread. It was amazing. Yeah. We were both like carbs. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> I say, daddy gets randy if he doesn't get his candy. Truer words were never spoken by man or demon. Yes, yes. So, we ordered up. I got the artichoke pepper deli. It was homemade noodles with sun-dried tomatoes, some cheese, um, asparagus, and uh, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Came with its own little sauce. Um, yeah, it was it was really good. It was a fancy man's dinner, and uh, I appreciate the craft that went into it. And tell them what you had to drink. There was an interesting um, experience when we were uh, choosing our drink orders. Yeah, I got black tea. But when the guy was bringing them out, he brought out a chest. Like one of those ones that you put cigars in. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get to pick my tea out of this fancy chest. And from my understanding, these teas were flown over the Baltic Sea... Um, all the way to Louisville to be an exotic treat for the dining elite. Yeah, it, it's amazing. Like, they fly these uh, tea bags in from over the Baltic Sea, and apparently, the altitude of the plane and the temperature mixes with the tea and gives it a signature taste and aroma. That's at least how it was described to us. Yes, everything was very on par and we we uh we had three different people checking on our table and uh that was nice to get uh someone was mainly checking on our drinks um one was more concerned with our food and the other one just uh came and put his hand on our shoulder and said uh thank you for coming yeah it was really cool i think the owner of the restaurant spotted us knew who we were 
And do you think he was maybe schmoozing a little bit? Yeah, he was schmoozing a little bit, but he did, he didn't go into brown nose territory. He was just coming over. He's saying, "I see you here," and he, he came twice and he talked to us and he said uh, uh, he he said a lot of things, but you could tell his heart was in the right place. Yeah, exactly. He didn't bother us too much. No, he seemed like a really nice guy. No, he was a really cool dude. Yeah, I always like meeting the owner of restaurants. You, you can tell they really care when they come out and they talk and make sure everything's great and just wish you a um, a good meal and really put uh, put you in a, a spot where you believe that they they believe in their food. Yes, you're really putting on the Ritz. We're in the money. You know, if you want to put on the Ritz, you got to order what Cameron and I ordered. And if you order what we did, you have to rank it. So now it's time to give you our rankings. Well, hold on one second. Before we move on to the ratings, I'd like to uh, take a moment to talk about our our dinner conversation, which I think was phenomenal tonight. Uh, You know, when you've been at war with someone for nearly six months and uh, you're going to part ways, you, you feel a certain camaraderie with them, and you, you really are able to uh, see eye to eye and actually talk, and it won't be like it has been where dodging questions about why you would shrink a sweater that was so dear. But um, you look like you want to say something, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, I do want to say something. Do you, do you miss, miss your Shrek sweater? Do you miss the Every original day. size of how big it is? Yes. Now I just put it on my GI Joes. You know what? Yeah. I shrunk your sweater on purpose. This is a can of worms to open on this, the day of our final podcast. I did it on purpose. What? I wanted to see what you do. Are you just a complete freaking sociopath? No, I just was curious. I just wanted to see what you would do. Are you glad? Are you glad you did what you did? You've seen our once golden friendship crumble into dust. That's not how I see it. I think that we need to really test each other's tipping points so we can get to know each other better and become better friends. That's why I did it. That's the speech of a fucking sociopath, Michael. No, that's why I did it. It was for, for the good of both of us. I don't see what the problem is. You know what the problem is? What? What's the problem? I don't even know how to put it into words, but um, I think that you are a uh, a tumor in my life, and <laughs> I need to remove you before you uh, eat me away from the inside. I think you'll get over it, man. Just relax. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, I did trick you into buying that $2 tiny hat, See? so we are kind of even. Yeah, I knew it would come full circle. I knew you couldn't be too mad about it. That's true. That's true. Maybe I was overreacting. Yeah, yeah. I think you were. I think you probably were. Okay. Well, anyway, let's get into some of the conversation that we had. So, at one point, you were telling me about an intense, intense soccer match that you had, and you were... Uh, Getting into it with uh, some of the other team and whatnot, um, the other team of soccer players, and you guys were on the pitch and you were um, going at it. And 
while you were telling me this story, I was eating this this meat, this uh, beautiful New York strip, which I didn't mention. I asked for it to be cooked between medium rare and rare, just to test them, and they did an amazing job. Yeah, they did. I saw that, and I was like, wow, I wish I would have gotten that New York strip. But while you were talking about that, I accidentally tried to chug a big old piece of meat down the gullet, and it got caught, and I did start to panic, and uh, <laughs> I did feel uh, the black hand of death uh, reach over my face and close my eyes for a moment. So I, I did miss part of the story, but uh, I was able to chug some water and push the meat down the gullet into the desired target. So um, I don't know if you noticed or not when, when that was happening. I didn't know that that was happening to you. Yeah, uh, you were probably too engulfed in your own story to, uh, you know, really pay attention to my reactions. Well, uh, sorry. Sometimes I just have some interesting things to talk about. You know what? You're right, Michael. When you're right, you're right. Uh, This story about the soccer match was uh, very enthralling. I know. I like to paint the whole picture so that way you can appreciate it more. It seemed like you did, though. I felt like I was a soccer ball, and I was watching from a lower perspective and looking up at these giants having a discussion above me about uh, their soccer antics, and I felt like I was there. Yeah, see? I told you. You'll be fine. All right. Um, The next thing we talked about is uh, LeBron James... Yes, LeBron James is now a free agent. Can you believe it, basketball fans? I know. It's, it's wild. It's, it's amazing. Uh, who knows where it'll go? Uh, there's a lot of speculation there. Maybe the Sixers, maybe the Lakers, probably the Lakers. But uh, what, what do you think about that, Mike? Where do you want to see him land? Uh, I don't really care. I just think everyone's just really excited to see him in a different uniform, and then everyone will get bored of it again. That's probably true. That's probably true. But it's still exciting. It's something to talk about. Yeah. And I remember one of the main points that you were saying is, like, I wish he would just uh, do what he's paid to do and play ball and not not talk about politics because that's not what he's paid to do. And I said, I disagree. I I never even said any of that. I don't care what these guys do. They do what they want. I don't care. Uh, I remember you saying a lot of stuff about professional athletes and how they should just keep their mouths shut. <laughs> I changed my mind about that. I never said that. Okay, okay. That wasn't me. I think that professional athletes should do whatever they want. What they do has little concern to me. That's true. They, they should be able to... Um... If they want to dance, they should dance. If they want to speak their minds, they should speak their minds. And if they uh, feel strongly about something, they should uh, follow their heart. Yeah. My real opinion on it is I don't... I can see where they're coming from. And I, if they feel strongly about it, good for them. I support that. But if you're going to do that, you have to be aware that you may face consequences from your employer. Right. Like you said uh, earlier tonight, uh, there's good people on both sides. Yes, exactly. It's not one way or the other. All right, everyone. Back to the show. This is the, this is the part of the show 
where we give out our rankings. Cameron, you go first. Um, <clears throat> I really enjoyed this restaurant. Um, like we said earlier, the price point was a bit higher than the restaurants we usually frequent, but uh, we felt our, our duty to you, the viewer, was to deliver a amazing last episode ever um, with an amazing cuisine experience. Um, all the all the parts of my meal paired together very well. Um, it was very savory. There was a lot of complex flavors that uh, even in my um, advanced critic's uh, mind, I'm not able to process. I'm still working out all the kinks. I need to go back. I need to eat it again. I need to do some equations. Um, the bread they brought was delicious. Uh, the environment could have been a little bit... Um, it was it was a lot of older people. That's true. Which I I don't I don't uh, hate the old uh, as quite as much as you do. But yeah, I felt like I was eating lunch in a cafeteria full of nerds. Yeah, you kept on saying if I wanted to eat with these old people, I'd go to uh, the nursing home and eat there. Yeah, pretty much. But whatever, I still like the restaurant. But. Um, the only other thing I can really um, fault them for is my knife was not as sharp as I like to have to cut my steakums. And that's a small thing, but it's a nice thing. When you get big, sharp knife, I like to be able to chop through a block of wood and say, I'm a big steak boy. Watch out. I got a pointy, sharp knife, and it's sharper than yours because you got lasagna. Um that wasn't a dig at you, Michael. It's just uh, that's how I like to feel when I... What's that supposed to mean? Um, what would Shrek say to that? Shrek doesn't like onions. Shrek is an onion. That's true. That's why it's such a... It's a tale of... Uh, there's a lot of layers. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of... Uh, valuable information about friendship um about trust and about being vulnerable as a man and about uh, shape-shifting from an ogre to a human and vice versa yeah that's insane that really blew my mind i had never even i didn't think you could do that me neither like when i saw it on the big screen i was like oh my gosh this is opening up new dimensions in my mind right right um but having said all that, um, I'm going to give Anoush Bistro a 4.8 Michelin star rating. It was amazing. Wow. 4.8 Michelin stars. Louisville, can you believe it? That is the highest ranking Cam Cameron has ever given anyone on the I Love Louisville Living show. That's true. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Mike? Where are you at? All right, Cameron, it's time to give my ranking. I love the place. I wasn't a huge fan of the decor, but the food was phenomenal. So that that's why... Yeet. Yeet. So that's why for Anoush, I'm going to give it 4.6 Michelin stars. Holy stars. These are some high freaking rankings. Yes. I don't think we need to... 
contact the uh, tabulating machine to see that this is the highest, but uh, just for posterity's sake. Please calculate the results, Cameron. Hold on, people. Give me a minute. This is a difficult equation. This is a very important result. Since this is a, uh, a higher-end restaurant, the formula is a little bit different, and it does take a little bit longer. To we have to use the Michelin decimal system. It's if a restaurant's over a certain amount of stars, there is an added ranking decimal that goes into the figure. I-4.6. So there's an added decimal, and it's a very special ranking. Cameron, do you have the results ready? Um, the server is uh, very full right now. Um, I had to pay a premium to get it to run the script, but um, after the mainframe uh, contacted me back and uh, it got through our firewalls safely here at the I Love Louisville Living Show headquarters, Anoush has received a final ranking of 4.75 Michelin stars. Wow. 4.7 stars. This is amazing. This is a new high in the I Love Louisville Living Show rankings. I feel like I'm on cloud nine. I feel like uh, I've just um, invented a new um, highly potent painkiller and I've just injected myself with it to try it and I'm on cloud 12. It's amazing. I feel like an angel who has come back to earth to scour over um, sick people but then I'm not like really a huge huge fan of it but my favorite part about going to work every day on planet earth is flying over the vast um, natural landscapes. And that's how it makes me feel. I feel like Shrek. If if no one ever came into a swamp and bothered him, and he was free to use his outhouse and take his mud baths and eat his bug soup every night, and everyone left him the frig alone because he doesn't need that, and he could just live his life in peace until he died alone. It makes me feel like a New Orleans jazz ma magician. Musician. A New Orleans jazz musician who likes to eat the cuisine, practice black magic, do a whole bunch of things that other people do, but that's the environment of New Orleans. And he fits right in. He needs nothing more. He needs nothing less. That is how I feel. I feel like a candle that has been lit only during the most important times of a person's life that uh, is uh, very monumental in their life. And whenever they light the candle, they say, it's go time, baby. And then whenever that evening closes, they, they blow the candle out and say, um, I'm going to save you for next time. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't everyone do that? <laughs> That's what I do every night before bed. Okay. Tell us what... What happened with the goat man the other night? Um, <clears throat> I read a spooky tale of the goat man about uh, 12.30 p.m. No. You should be in bed by then. No, 12.30 a.m. I'm sorry. Okay. 
I shouldn't be in bed by then, right? You should be in bed by then. I should be in bed at 12.30 p.m. and 12.30 a.m.? Yes. No, you should be <laughs> asleep earlier than 12.30 a.m. Okay. That's fair. I should, too. I go to bed at, like, 12. Well, I was in bed, but I have a problem um, going to sleep uh, because there's a lot of a lot of things in my mind that haunt me that make me think about... Uh, about uh, how evil I am, and uh, there's a lot of dark magic that I've performed that uh, comes back and uh, brings terror on my sleeping mind. Oh my gosh. I'm freaking out just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Let me just say that uh, I used to have a nickname. You know what it was? What was it? Merlin. Oh my gosh. You, you were pulling our leg the whole time. Yeah. About the magic? No, that was real. I thought we were messing around when we said we dabbled in that to Clintonius. No, me and Clint perform uh, rituals constantly. Well, that's kind of cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You, We should do a ritual that makes us rich. A ritual... Ooh, we could chant to the skies and say, um, Indian god of, of the dark night, please give us um, a plentiful harvest. We could do that for sure. I feel like we're going off the rails here. Because if we're playing, if we're praying to the, like the Indian gods, then they probably don't know like the new lingo, so we'll have to... You know, revert back to old lingo so we can get what we want. You know, they they uh, they could do like a King James version. Yeah, exactly. And so we'll put that out there. Okay, we've we've completely derailed. Do you remember what we were talking about before this? The ranking. We were talking about the ranking. We were describing how we felt about it, and then we got off on this tangent. Okay, that's yeah. good. So what is next on the list? Let me take a look. Well, I think now it's time for uh, just the tip, part two. Tips for a blossoming restaurateur and his journey to being a man ordering food. Yes, welcome to Just the Tip, where Cameron and I give you an insight on the different tips that we can give you while you're in the actual restaurant. Cameron, tell them, tell them about the tips that we're gonna be talking about today. Well, we mentioned one briefly about uh, giving the restaurant a fake name. Um, you always want to give them a fake name because they will sell your information to the Russians and the Chinese, and they will use it to undermine democracy. So you really don't want to give them your real name or your phone number. So give them a friend's phone number instead. Yes, exactly. When you go in there, don't tell them any of that information. Just play it cool. If they don't ask anything, don't tell them anything. Yeah, it's, it's a don't ask, don't tell policy. Yes, yes. And it's probably the best one to go by. So. I've got a, a secondary tip. Okay, what's that? When, when you're being um, served by your server... If they ever move their hands around you, try and 
move your head towards their hand and give it a quick sniff. That way you can tell if they wash their hands. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know... And you can look at their fingernails. Yeah, you gotta look underneath them. Make sure there's no dirt or any other crud. Because you don't want them handling your food. You don't want them handling your money. So that's why when the waiter comes up, you just ask them, Oh, excuse me, sir. Do you mind if I sniff your hands this evening before I dine? And usually they're pretty cool about it. So, um, yeah, that's just a tip for you. We think it could really uh, benefit you and your dining experiences in the future. Definitely, definitely. And you don't even have to ask them. You could just kind of pretend like you're about to sneeze and just kind of like nudge it out towards their hand at the last moment and just give it a big ol' <clears throat> You say, excuse me, sir, come over here. I got some sniffing to do on you. Hey, uh, could you step one foot closer? I, I would like to inspect your hands. Yes. It's like, you're not my butler. If you were my butler, I would not sniff your hands. Except for the first time. Yeah, you can't have an uninitiated butler. Yeah, definitely. So you have to explain that to the waiters or waitress. You just say... Um, I believe the correct term is server. Okay, server. Sorry. And that's the tips. Just the tips. Wow, what a lovely segment of Just the Tips. Well, since it's the the beginning of our hiatus of the show... It's not a hiatus. It's, it's done. It's a hiatus! Like, it's not done. You can call it whatever you like. It's, it's friggin' done. You want me to jump off the bridge? You want me to jump off the bridge? I don't want you to jump off the bridge, but I can't control you. You do what you need to do. It's just a hiatus. Alright, bud. Alright. So, Cameron and I have a special announcement to make. Cameron... What do we have to tell the listeners? Well, although it is true that Mike and I have had a very tumultuous relationship since this podcast started, we've invited a, a lot of dark spirits into our lives. Uh, we've we've had a lot of uh, bad interactions with each other and that have made us grow to hate each other. Uh, well, hate's a strong word. Uh, strongly dislike each other. I think it's fine. We're fine. Okay, yeah. Yeah, everything's good. Yeah, see? Everything's okay. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll do this again, yeah. We're going to do it probably next weekend. Yeah. Awesome, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the real reason that the podcast is ending is because we've been uh, infected with the plague that has been uh, spreading throughout Louisville like uh, the Black Plague of yore, and uh, that is uh, Hepatitis A. Uh, we've fallen in the line of duty. Um, we've been going to so many restaurants um, that we've we've contracted a uh, liver disease that is caused by uh, eating uh, food contaminated with uh, the feces of a another person who is um, affected by hepatitis A. Mike, could you speak on how you feel about this? Um, I think it sucks. But hey, I'm along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. Uh, We have to eat just soups and stay at home for six plus months. 
till our livers can recover and uh, fight off the illness. But uh, I'm sure you have something planned to do during that time, right, Mike? Yes, Mayor Fisher, get rid of the hepatitis. Yeah, hey, Mayor Fisher. Also, it was really freaking hot today. I got out of there, I had the meat sweats. Where's the AC man? Yeah, I thought we talked about this already. Yeah, Mayor Fisher, step up your game, bro. Step up your game because we're really tired of you not giving us the keys to the city. You're prancing around town, ignoring our calls, ignoring our emails. We're really tired of it. Please respond back to us in the name of respect and generosity for your fellow Louisvillians. Yeah, put some respect on our name. We're out here with the meat sweats in 150 degree weather, trying to get a key so we can just get into our town hall. And what what are you doing? What are you doing? I know you're working on policies and you're doing uh, customers and uh, transit and uh, good stuff like that. But come on, Mayor, please. This is our final call because this is the last episode forever and ever. Yeah, that's funny, Cameron. That's really funny. But Mayor Fisher, seriously, dude, give us the keys to the city. We'll get you elected for another eight to 10 years. We know you got into politics because you wanted a fruitful career and that's what we're offering to you. Two keys, one for Cameron, one for me. It's not that hard, do the math. And also a spare key in case one of us loses our key. Yeah, three keys. One for Cameron, one for me, and then a spare one in case one of us misplaces or loses the other one. Hey, and Mayor Fisher, by the way, we know you're in the government. Give us one of those cures for hepatitis A. I don't want to eat soup at home for a month or six months or a year. Give us the vial. We know you have a vial in your upstairs vault. I saw some shiny blue drink in one of your press releases. And don't tell me that's not the cure. Give us the cure or the city of Louisville will know your deep, dark secrets. Yeah, we still have that videotape from 2009. Yeah, let's just say you don't want that getting out to anybody. It could hurt your chances during the next election. I'll put it on Blu-ray. Yeah, we have a, a video of Mayor Fisher. Cheating in Pokemon. <laughs> we he, saw he, he plays two energy cards in one turn, and that's strictly against the rules yeah i don't know too too much about pokemon but i've heard from several pokemon players that he shows up to tournaments and actually cheats but everyone lets him get away with it because he's the mayor and they want the convention to do well yeah yeah he's he's using his power he's uh putting the little man down he says look at my mayor badge and they're looking at the reflection as Mayor Badge, he's like, I'm gonna put a lot of power cards down so I can destroy their Pokemon. Yeah, because when you have great power, you must exercise great responsibility. And he may be having a lot of fun now, um, getting doors open for him, um, both in the business and financial world and also at other like buildings where there are doors you need to walk into. But, um, yeah, he's, he's been living on Easy Street, um, 
but he's he's gonna have to cash in his karma chips sooner or later. That being said, we love you, Mayor Fisher. Yes, you've done an amazing job for the city of Louisville, and we will uh, we will probably vote for you. Yeah, we'll vote for you. I'll I will register finally to vote, so I can vote for you. So I. Um. Not not against you, Mayor Fisher. I'm just I'm not gonna vote. Well, that's a very apathetic point of view, Michael. It is, but that's how I feel about it. Uh, that's why this podcast is ending. No, it's not. It's not ending. You're just kidding around. This this podcast is deader than my left toenail. That's disgusting. We'll be back. We'll be back. So don't fret. Just listen to all the episodes. Get our numbers up. Um, I think we probably have 150 listens total. And that is big. Yeah, exactly. Watch out, Joe Brogan. Yeah, so if you give us more listens, we'll come back with another show. Yeah, we need about uh, 100,000 listens and uh, at least uh, someone who can make sure that our microphones will be able to work because we are having a lot of difficulties with that. (laughs) Yes, yes, we are. Well, hey, it won't be a problem we'll have to deal with for a while. But it's been a good time. We've enjoyed doing the I Love Louisville Living show. And we'll be back with something even crazier. It's been great, Louisville. I've I've loved uh, trying to uh, educate you and myself on the scene of food and fooderies. And uh, I think that uh, only good things can come of the split between me and Mike forever. Yes, so signing off, this is Michael Krause. And this is Cameron Latham. We love you. Good luck in your endeavors, and we wish your dreams lie upon the stars. Good night.